If you enter my mind for any reason, I will twist your head off and use it for a chamber pot. Are you going to arrest me, Garibaldi? No way. I want to live to see the future. Mr. Bonova, trust yourself. Anybody else? Shoot him. We are star stuff. We are the universe made manifest, trying to figure itself out. All of us was for nothing unless we go to the stars. Boom! Sooner or later. Boom! Hello, and welcome to the Epsilon 3, a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Each week, we review an episode of the 1990s sci fi TV classic Babylon 5. This week, season one, episode 10 Believers. I'm Paul. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. And, and we, we are, are the, the Epsilon, Epsilon 3. And the synopsis for this episode an alien couple comes to Dr. Franklin with their terminally ill son. The child could be cured by a simple operation, but the parents' religion specifically forbids it. Meanwhile, Ivanova escorts a damaged Starliner through Raider territory. This episode is written by JMS and David Gerald, directed by Richard Compton, and takes place in June 2258. And the guest stars, uh, Tricia O'Neill as... Mola, uh, Stephen Lee as Tharg, and Jonathan C. Kaplan as Sean. Silvana Gallardo as Dr. Mayor Hernandez. So guys, what did we make of this episode? Well, as we mentioned before we actually started the recording, uh, this is the episode that I remember the most from season one. It's also one of my least favorites. But it is the most Star Trek-y episode. Mm. I agree. Because of the moral dilemmas. Mm. And it has one of my favorite quotes of all time in it, which we'll get to later. Wow. Okay. Dan, what did you think? (laughs) Yeah, it it feels like a season one episode. It is a season one episode. It's the one with the moral dilemma, uh, and there's very little else going on. It's the one they put out when they want to save a bit of money for the season budget. So they've got some more explosions for the, the finale. Um, doesn't make it necessarily a bad story. And the moral dilemma is an interesting one, although I've got my gripes with it. And I do remember this one partly because it was the only Babylon 5 episode that we watched in a little uh, sci-fi afternoon group that we had at school. Um, we had a collection of VCR tapes uh, mostly Doctor Who and Star Trek from me. And uh, Doctor Who was from my friend Mark Bauscher, who has been a guest on a podcast that we host together, the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. And um, he, we've sort of just brought it all together. And we always watched all these episodes. This was the only one that someone had a recording of to bring to that afternoon. And it wasn't one of the students. It was the science teacher who actually brought it on. And actually, we had a really good debate from it. And it's one of the few times that we watched the episode and then talked about it afterwards. So there is, for that reason, a good memory associated with this episode, despite it being this episode, uh, which we'll go and discuss after this. (laughs) What did you think, Paul? Well, I I think it's a very, very hard subject to delve into because at the end of the day, there is no right and there is no wrong. It's all about beliefs. And 
you you know it, it's a dodgy subject even as you know, even at this time now we, we've got a lot of problems with what people believe and what people will scientifically prove um and i think fighting against beliefs is a waste of time belief is more powerful um than uh, than proof to a believer um it doesn't matter how much you can you know you can do experiments and show people things they just they won't believe it because their belief is so strong and that's why you can't really and you shouldn't really argue against other people's religions and other people's beliefs you mentioned star trek sean um i think uh, this episode brought to, to mind uh, for me the um star trek next generation episode justice in which the one where wesley crusher uh, they're not to go to a planet. It's really peaceful and happy, and the everybody's enjoying themselves and half naked and throwing footballs around. And Wesley Crusher stumbles and falls over uh, what looked like a small greenhouse on the you know, like a floor greenhouse type thing with plants in it. And he just thinks, "Oops, I apologise, says sorry." But then the police turn up, arrest him, and are going to put him to death because it is a, a you know a, a serious crime to um, to have smashed this. Um, uh, it's in the forbidden frame. zone. Yeah, mm. it's in the forbidden zone. And the whole story goes on about, you know, should Wesley Crusher die? Should he be killed? Of course, Picard comes in and saves the day, but does it against the wishes of the people. Um, it's, and now, my belief, controversial as it is, is Wesley Crusher, Crusher should have died that day. He should have been put to death because he committed a crime, whether he knew about the, the rules or not, um, he committed the crime under their rules on their planet, and to, th- to to say that oh he can get away with it because he's an alien he didn't know much any he didn't know anything about it is not a good precedent to set for the rest of the people on the planet, and this is where it, it sort of comes up in Babylon Five here. I, I I can't see why the Doctor, even though he has obviously taken the Hippocratic oath to save all all life. He can't go storming into another uh, culture's religion and start playing God. He cannot do that. It is their religion. It's their um, you know, right to say what is right and wrong. I can't go over to, um, or rather I could go over to, um, and this is where it gets a bit awkward if I say this, but if I go to Thailand, I can do things over there that I can't do here. But does that mean I get arrested over there and brought back here for my crimes because... I am a, an English citizen and therefore my, the rules apply to me. Or should I be able to get away with things over there because it's legal in that, um, in that country? We had singers in the 1950s who were getting married in America. They were you know, American people. They got married, but she's only 14. And he's a singer and he's famous. Comes over here and everybody's going mad at him. Why? It's legal where he came from. It might be a little bit immoral where we are and a little bit immoral where they are, but in that state, it was legal. But you can't fight against the, you can't fight against the beliefs and the laws of other cultures. It is their right to have their own laws. You may not like them. There's a lot of stuff that maybe goes on in Russia that we don't like. There's a lot of stuff going on in China we don't like. At the moment, it's their laws. We don't go around arresting people. We don't go marching into their country and saying, You've got to stop this now. You try it politically. You try, you know, you go going through the system, but you can't, um, you know, go straight into that and, and try and change something that that is their culture and their beliefs. So I think that really what the parents were doing was correct, 
they were looking for, and, uh, and it's a good quote about um, uh, doctors in general, is that when somebody comes to them, they want them to, to be God and to save this, their child's life, but he couldn't do it without going against their beliefs. So he should have just walked away, whether he liked it or not, and he obviously didn't. He should have walked away from it and allowed them to move away and go back to their planet and, and or try and take him back to the planet to die a natural a natural death. That's right. Sorry, that was a bit long-winded, but there you go. That's what yeah. I, that's my beliefs, and everybody can write in and tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and, and I agree, I agree with you. And I think that's why Dr. Franklin is probably one of my least favorite characters. Because he, he's always got the moral high ground and he's not always right. Mm. He thinks he is. He thinks mm. he's got all the answers and he doesn't. And he's, he's kind of a boring character. He, he's not worse than Telly Winters and her acting from last week, but one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, I didn't like him in this, um, this particular episode. What he was doing was wrong. He was going against the orders, you know, Oh, to hell with it and I'll um, you know I get thrown off the ship I get thrown off the ship it's more than just getting thrown off Babylon 5 he'll be castigated at, you know thrown out back on earth he'll have nowhere to go he won't be a doctor anymore so he's prepared to throw all that away just to save one person's life that's wrong hmm. but then it is his oath that's his oath is to not do any harm and if he's letting a kid suffer then he is betraying his own oath, his own beliefs, as he as he mentions uh, in the episode. And I think there is a difference in that the, the parents have left their culture coming to Babylon 5 to try and find a solution. They have removed themselves from their culture temporarily to find another solution. It doesn't necessarily agree with them. And it seemed a bit odd that they haven't heard of surgery um, or the cutting of flesh to to correct something that's inside a body. Um, but they'd already taken that first step to sort of move away from their culture to find an answer. Um, their doctors didn't give them what they wanted to hear, but these doctors were at least telling them something that could work, even if it was abhorrent to them. Except Babylon 5 is in neutral space. True, true. But what even so, then they are, they're in completely neutral territory. They're in a completely different... Uh, world or zone so by moving into a different sphere um, their beliefs are still important and should be respected but they are not on their home world unlike the tng solution where they are on that play that planet yes wesley should have died because that is the justice system for that region it is not the justice system of a neutral space like babylon 5 to let someone die. There is an, a Hippocratic oath, a, an oath to protect a life. Um, and even just one life maybe matters more than a person's career. And, and that's why it's such a Star Trek-like episode, because mm. there are no easy answers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there are no easy answers. My, my only other point would be is that if this had been uh, a child who was uh, in an accident and straight away the doctor's there because he's, he's there to save life, he's there you know, to, to protect life, um, mm. He, he's absolutely right to do that. Um, had he have, if this child had been in an accident and he saved him, and then the parents came and said, "No, you can't save him because of our religion," then that's mm, a bit, you know, it's it's more understandable that he would go and do that, um, mm. and not have any ramifications from that because he did it in his own good faith, if you like. Yeah. But to then to, to deliberately go in and, and go against orders, go against the parents, that's where it goes too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is wrong. And to not even think about 
ooh, what is this? A blocked throat? Maybe we can go in through the mouth, you know, <laughs> instead of just like cutting the kid open. Um, you know, there's maybe something wrong there, but anyway, whatever whatever it was, obviously needed to be cut for the story. But um. yeah, I did see that in the notes that on uh, IMDb that this is a standard procedure now and could be done um, with a, a simple tracheotomy, and yeah. there would be no cutting necessary. You could just literally go <laughs> and yeah, out; it'd be it, done. Yeah, um, I, I was kind of hoping for a sci-fi solution. I was kind of hoping that medical technology has gone somewhere in 300 years that we don't need to cut a person open. Yeah. Keyhole surgery, you name it whatsoever. Star Trek would have then, cleaned it out. Exactly. They would have done something. Uh, you know, Kosh would have had something or, or something like that. And then I started really thinking about it. If only they had or had encountered someone with the technology to not only detect or perhaps, I don't know, capture souls, perhaps in a little tiny spheres, just a few episodes ago. Um, who could perhaps, you know, maybe we could uh, alter this tech and hold his soul whilst we do the surgery, then put it inside him and then seal him back up again so that you know the soul has gone down into the body and completely answer all of this BS that they've been going through. If only they'd had that exact episode they needed just six episodes ago. Um, it just infuriates me when a show is trying to build this long, arcing story and they had the solution right there, just a few weeks ago um use use your own cannon use your own stuff it's right there it's so infuriating yeah but then you wouldn't have got the uh, you know the the you know the doctor giving him the the little egg which is obviously industrial goo <laughs> uh from the uh, from the planet placebo which i thought was a good line. That, that that was that was awesome the glock that was good <laughs> did did it remind you of the singing stone in the TNG episode, Pen Pals. Pen Pals. It, it does not sing for me. It was the same kind of thing. <laughs> it's because you're supposed to do it just like that. Right. Mm. The doctor gave it to Sean, while mm. Data gave it to Sarjenka. There we go. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Pen Pals. That was a good episode. Mm. Not, for the, not for the main uh, story, but for the B-plot. But there you go. Maybe we'll discuss that on another episode of another podcast. <laughs> So okay, one last one last thing on the on um, Franklin. He said he uh, what he did was good, um, but all he did was save a ch- the child's life. What good did he do to the family's relationship or their mental well being? Uh, all it did was to reinforce their beliefs. Mm. Okay, yeah, they freaked out big time. Uh, so and the other thing is, uh, Tharg, uh, Tharg, the father of the son, he um, uh, basically he says he will kill Doctor Franklin if he harms his son. Mm. But, now, and that was in front of Sinclair. If Sinclair believes that that to be a, a credible threat, he should have locked Tharg up. Mm. Because he Sorry, knew that Franklin was going, to, he was going to do something. And if he did, then you know, he, he should have locked him away. Right. Um, and then Delenn, I think Delenn's quote is, uh, is really good about you know, the parents, about you know, whose, whose belief is right. Is it the parents? Is it Franklin's? Is it Delenn's? doesn't really know, you know, that we all have beliefs, but which one is actually right? Matters of the soul are very private, very personal to us. We have suffered the interference of others in this area and are thus ourselves forbidden to intervene in matters such as this. You are refusing because of your beliefs? We thought the Minbari were the most intelligent of all races. We are only trying to save our child. That is also what Dr. Franklin believes he's doing. Whose belief is correct? And how do we prove it? 
that was the best part of the episode, the montage scene where the parents go to all the ambassadors for help and the conversation continues in unbrokenness from one set of ambassadors to the next. That was, that was the best mm-hmm. part of the whole episode. It was. It was yeah. good. Yeah, Malari wanted, uh, you know, what, what are we going to get out of it? And, uh, you know, yeah. you know, what money are you going to prepare to pay? And mm-hmm. uh, Jakar saying, well, what will the, what will the Narns get out of it? You know, we want something in return. And you know, it was all very much a yeah. type. Yeah. What were you thinking when you petitioned us? We thought your dislike of the Earthers would be enough. Enough for us, not for you. We do not casually entangle ourselves in the affairs of other species. This is such a great line. I love it. With the red eyes and everything. It's so good. Brilliant. But then there's a little B-plot that's hovering around about the... uh, the, the, the ship, the, the, the Starliner Asimov, which has been uh, was in the first episode, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, was obviously in trouble, and they needed to uh, to send somebody out there. And Sinclair says, "Well, okay, we, we can send somebody out there, get some get some underling to do that job." And Ivanova's not too happy about that at all. She mm-hmm. wants to go out herself. I mean, she she sort of says as much, but you know, really, I mean, I, I don't know how Sinclair sort of gathered that she wanted to go i mean it was very subtle yeah very subtle Mm. i mean yes Mm. yes i can i can stand around doing nothing all day i can walk to and fro and fro and to maybe do some knitting and (laughs) (laughs) i just that whole scene had me in stitches as she just walked up now and you can see sinclair starts to grin as you say (laughs) right okay i get it i get it uh yeah you want to go right okay maybe we should send you them so uh, I'll put that I'll put that little uh, scene at the end of the episode. That was uh, that was so good. But ultimately, that story doesn't do anything, does it? Like, that's not no. establishing something, as far as I'm aware. No, 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 she she just the fact that she's a badass fighter pilot because she was on her own. Her ship got banged up, but she must have taken out the ten raiders. Yeah, it, it's and it's another instance, just like last week's episode with Talia. It's it was just a side story that was put in and no explanation why i think i think it was sort of like a bit of comic relief a bit of in between scenes um to keep them because the main plot was quite a heavy subject to break it up yeah yeah you just need a bit of relief in between it uh so sean do we have any star trek connections boy howdy do we star trek connections out the wazoo as they say i uh, actually i don't think anybody says that but uh (laughs) yes uh mola the mother of sean was played by Trisha O'Neill, who has two, at least two Star Trek connections. She played mm-hmm. uh, Karina's in the Deep Space Nine episode, Defiant. But we know her better from the TNG episode, Yesterday's Enterprise, where she played the captain of the Enterprise C, Rachel Garrett. Yeah. So, Captain, my captain. Yes. And then Stephen Lee, who played Tharg, the father, was also in two episodes of TNG. Uh, he was in The Vengeance Factor, and he was also a bartender in another episode, which I couldn't find the title for because IMDb is very confusing sometimes. Gambit Palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. He was also in now Quantum we... Leap as well. Yes, yes. Mm. That, that's and not he's... a Star Trek connection. So no, that's right. Out, but but uh... certainly um, he, he's such a familiar face. He's been in loads and loads of things. One episode oh, of, yes. of everything, you know, one of those character actors that pops up every that's now and again. exactly right. Silvana, it's going to be Gallardo, isn't it? Because it's Gallardo. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah. Doctor, the Doctor Maya Hernandez, 
Her first ever role was in Starsky and Hutch. Woohoo! Yeah, never saw it. There you go. Um, we also have do you, any other Star Trek uh, that links? Funny, uh, I, th- I thought really? there was the the big one. There's the Asimov itself, the ship, but obviously that's Asimov. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of the if the senator that was on the line was it him, but I couldn't find him anywhere. No. Any others? The writer. David Gerald. Oh, writer. yes, of course. He, ah. he did uh, Trouble with Tribbles. Trouble with Tribbles. Two episodes of the animated series, More Tribbles with, with More Tribbles and Bem. Bem, the animated series, is where Kirk's middle name is first ever revealed as Tiberius. That's true. Mm. So, yes, there you go. Yes. And then, of course, the episode was filled with quotes. Mm. My goodness. And, and, and like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, my, my favorite... My two favorite quotes of, from Babylon 5, where Kosh says, The avalanche has already started. It is too late for the pebbles to vote. It, it gives me the chills. I don't know why. I just love it. It's such, it just evokes such imagery in your mind, you know? It's, it's very deep, but simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then later on, uh, Sinclair and Garibaldi are talking. And, and uh, Jeffrey Sinclair says something about being sure. And then uh, maybe I've got that backwards. But anyway, the quote is Sure is for people with nothing on the line. Mm. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. That was good. And, and, and then uh, they're still having a conversation and they're talking about prayers. And, and he says, Maybe God doesn't care how you say your prayers just as long as you say them. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, th- those quotes spoke to me. And I'm, I'm sure there's lots more. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, full of quotes, but they're, yeah, they're they're good, they're good quotes. And when they speak to you personally, that makes it even more, um, you know, it really, just sort of fire your imagination up. And, and that's why we like Babylon Five. Okay, so ratings. What do we think about this episode in the way of ratings? We do our ratings in jump gates. Five jump gates out of five would be the top marks. Um, Sean, what did you think? Well, uh, like I said, uh, not my favorite episode. It, it is the most memorable, however, for some reason, which I, I can't quite track. Um, it, it drags. It's it's boring. Um, it's just it, it's it's not very good. But it's 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 got a good moral dilemma. So there's that. It's it, it's uh, it's a very schizophrenic kind of rating system for me here. I'm just gonna have to give it an average of two point five jump gates out of five because. I don't really like it, but it has some goodness to it. Mm, okay, Dan? Mm. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a great premise. It's a great moral dilemma. But given that there are things that have been established in their universe that could easily have solved the problem, there's stuff that's medically possible in our universe at the time this was made that would have made it more than solvable without the dilemma itself. It seems a bit artificial. It seems a bit forced. Uh, the the drama is there and it, it doesn't quite work there there's things that could have been done to make it just a little bit more interesting and yes franklin goes from having a very reasonable position to most people i have the medical technology to save his life i want to save his life so he fights for that position to a point when he ignores the the letter of the law once sinclair has said this can't happen and he goes behind his back and he becomes an unlikable character at that point. Um, 
as much as I disagree with the family that they should have just gone with it, you know, they've come this far, you know, question their beliefs on whether, you know, why they want to do this. They've, they want to save his life. So why have they come to Babylon five in the first place? Um, but they still win out. They still have their beliefs respected, but because Franklin goes behind the back and does it anyway, which leads to this horrible sort of outer limits ending where the, the child is murdered by his parents. Um, and it, it's just no the resolution just doesn't feel right had they just gone on their way and he dies naturally and it's a defeat it still would have been our beliefs were respected and the political side was all you know wrapped up and it's just franklin who has to deal with the fact that he could have saved the life but can't but because he goes behind the back i just don't like it it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel like a good way of resolving this episode so i'm just going to go um two out of five jump gates because i just it's a great idea that just never lives up to it absolutely agree um with what you were saying there it's not an enjoyable episode for me to watch i don't mm. like franklin um i didn't think he was that good a character he was a, he's a decent doctor you know that, that that's mm. you know he, he, mm. he's got a doctor on the thing I'd, I'd, I'd have him operate on me anytime he can do stuff but to go against his commanding officer which basically he's lost all respect you know, from, from Sinclair now because he can't be trusted. You know, he's going to have to keep an eye on him now for, for the next, you know, well, however long it is before he gets his, his trust back. That puts him in an awkward position. If you can't trust you know, the doctor, the station's doctor, to, to do what you're asking him to do, then there's a big issue there. If anything, the parents come out of this, um, I think, better than Franklin because... At the end of the show, when they they realise that they've lost the son and he's now just a shell, he's not you know, the spirit is gone. They still take him back, say to Franklin, "Well, Sinclair's there. Thank you, Doctor, for doing what you did. We don't like it, but we understand and we respect your beliefs," which is not what he did. Mm. They, even though they say that just to get him, you know, get the kid away, they are prepared to say that and move on, and then. They continue with their beliefs and obviously kill the child, which is not good, but you know, no. that's what you know, their system is. That's what they've been brought up with. That's what they believe in. It's not what we, we, what we believe in and what we like. It would certainly, we, we wouldn't do it. It's as simple as that. No. We wouldn't do it, but they do. And, and that's mm. down to their you know, years and years and years of beliefs. Mm. I just don't like the subject matter. I think it's wrong. And I think what, um, they, they've put Sinclair in a really awkward position with the doctor. They've put the doctor mm. in, in, in an, un, I can't say the word, untenable position. Yeah. Um, that is a relationship that is going to take months, if not years, to repair. And I can guarantee, we haven't seen the next episode, but I can guarantee all will be well in the next episode, because it's <laughs> even though it's a five-year arc, it's episodic when it comes to characters. So, yeah. Um, I'm with you, Dan. It's not an average episode for me. It's below average, only just below average because there's some nice little Ivanova bits in there. Um, but yes, a two, a two out of five for me. That's that's as mm. high as I could go. So yeah. there we go. Not a good episode. Now IMDb gives, gave this as a seven point one. Wow, which is which is by no means its lowest. It's it's sort of. It's average. IMDb is averaging about a seven point two at the moment. So, there, it was an average episode for them so far. 
out of the uh, the 10 episodes we've watched. Uh, sorry, 11 episodes we've watched and one pilot. So, uh, yeah, there you go. A, a roughly an, an average episode, below average episode of Babylon 5. We didn't like it. No. No. Recommend we dispatch a fighter wing to meet the Asimov and escort her back here. The potential combat situation requires the presence of at least one command officer. Is Garibaldi available? I suppose. What? <sighs> Nothing. I certainly have plenty of things to occupy myself here. Yes, sir. I think I'll just walk to and fro for a while. Maybe over to my console. After that, maybe I'll try pacing fro and to, just for the kick of it. If you have any thoughts on this episode of Babylon 5, why not send us some feedback at the epsilon3 at gmail.com. That's three spelled T-H-R-E-E, not the number. Or you can find us on our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for the Epsilon 3. So that is the end of this episode. Join us again next week when we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 11, Survivors. Oh, and there's a view, of course. Granted, it's not quite the same as if you were outside. To someone who's got over 100 hours of combat flying experience. If you'd rather... No, 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 that's okay. It's fine, don't worry about me. I'm just gonna sit here and knit something. Maybe a nice sweater, some socks. Does the term stir-crazy ring a bell, Commander? And Lights and good night. I have an idea, Lieutenant Commander. Why don't you take out the fighter wing and escort the Asimov back to base? Well, if you insist, sir. <laughs>